Hi friends! Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today, you're just listening to me in my voice. So, this few couple weeks, two weeks actually, Addie and I decided that we would record two different versions. Um, We're going through kind of a mini-series and today we're just going to dive into how we study the Bible and we thought that it would be cool to break it up into two parts and you can hear from me one week and hear from Addie the other week. Uh, Before we start, I just want to say that neither one of our ways are like the best way, you know. Everyone learns differently and so this is just going to be how I study the Bible and I also want to start by saying with a little backstory. So, um, I've always kind of struggled with devotionals. Like, I've always been taught, like, oh yeah, you need to do your devotional. But it's like, I I don't know what that means, and to me, it just kind of always felt like a chore. And it wasn't really until this year that I really dove into what that looks like, and I got serious about it. Um, I had tried doing things in the past, and sometimes they would stick, sometimes I got things out of them. Um, But this year, I really dove into that. And part of what helped me is what's called the Kairos Journal. So um, I've tried for a while to do like devotionals that guide you because it can feel really overwhelming to just dive into the Bible. So if you feel that way, know that you're not alone. And so oftentimes I would try to do devotionals that guided me through, which are great. They're a great resource. But I found myself walking away feeling like it was just homework. Um, and that might just be me and that might be the way I learn and I'm not discounting those because I have learned a lot from those but for me it took the Kairos journal to help me so basically what the Kairos journal does is it walks you through every day um, and it encourages you to self to do a self-study on your own and asks you to journal what you're grateful for asks you to journal just kind of about your day then it also asks you to um, look for in the text how you see God in the text and I think that's something that is super crucial when we're talking about Bible studies is how do you see God in the text I think a lot of the times we ask the question now what does this have to do about me and yes the Bible um, is applicable in our lives but the Bible is about Jesus Um, he's the main message of the Bible so we should be looking for what does this say about God what do I learn about God's character and then what do I do because of what I have learned So that question that has really helped me in my Bible study, and honestly, this is something that I still kind of struggle with, um, just how to learn, what's the best way to learn, but the important thing is sometimes you just have to sit down and do your devotional, even if you don't feel like doing it. There are many times where I haven't felt like doing my devotional, so I skipped it, and I can tell when I skip my devotional. I might be a little bit more irritable, or I might be grumpier, so I'd encourage you that if you're trying to get into doing a devotional every day, to just stick with it, and try new things. It's okay if you try something, like maybe you try the Kairos journal, and you're like, wait, I don't like that, so try something else. That's what I do. So I'm going to walk through a passage. I'm going to walk through John 15. um, And we're just going to walk through the first couple chunks of verses. I'll tell you the exact verses later on. Um, For me, every night, I do my devotional at night. Um, I found that this is the best time that works for me. I might change it up depending on what season I'm in, but um, whenever I'm in school, mornings are really hard for me and I'm trying to get out the door. There's not a lot of time in the mornings for me, but in, and I feel like um, rushed when I do my devotional, but at night there's a lot of time for me 
to um, take my time and do my devotional. So I do my devotional at night. You can do it any time of the day. Um, the most important thing is to spend time with the Lord. So that's what we're going to do. So um, I only read a few verses or I read about a chunk of verses I would say some people read the whole chapter some people read a lot some people just read a few verses it's really okay I found that a chunk of verses like a paragraph a passage um it really is helpful to me so I can read the full passage so but before we do that it's important to know the context of what we're reading and if you listen to our gospel series um you can hear more about the book of John because that's what I'm talking about but um, John, the book of John was written by John, the son of Zebedee, and he wrote the gospel of John. This is an account of Jesus's work. Um, it's an account of his life, what he did, and John kind of writes his gospel different than the other three. This is just a refresher from our gospel series, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic gospels, and John is the other gospel, I guess you could call it. It's just the the fourth one, it doesn't, it isn't included in those three because it's written a little bit differently. And the Gospel of John is really cool. And this is probably one of my favorite passages of scripture. It's helped me a lot. So I'm excited to read it with you. Um, something else that is super important when we do our devotional is to pray. Our youth leader at church, we've had her on the podcast. Her name is Logan. She encourages us to always pray before we do a devotional. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to sit down and read your word. I thank you that you um, gave us this book that we can learn more about you and your character. And I pray that you would help listeners and myself to learn more about who you are and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to start by just reading the group of verses that we're going to study. And then we're going to hop into it. So John 15 verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing." If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and does not. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Okay, so bear with me. That was the first 17 verses. I know that might seem like a lot. Okay, so I'm sorry if you got lost. Go back and read it on your own or go back and listen to me reading it again. But We're going to dive in. 
we don't have enough time to do like a full, full, full deep dive, but we're just going to hit the high points, okay? So before we jump in, I want to say a super helpful resource that has been given to me quite recently, actually, is an ESV study Bible. Um, it's the student version. This Bible was given to me as a gift by my church um, for graduation, and I have thoroughly enjoyed using it. At the There's a little bit of the passage, and then under the passage, there's little notes about almost every verse and so i'm going to be using this along with a commentary from enduring word to kind of go through what these verses mean and unpack it so we're going to start at verse one it says i am the true vine this is one of jesus's seven i am statements that is found in john he's saying that he's the true vine which is a symbol that is used a lot The reason why this symbol was used a lot is because there were a lot of grapevines everywhere in Israel. And so it'd be something that the people could kind of look at and be like, oh, that's what Jesus was talking about. And it's important that he says the true vine. There can be a lot of quote unquote fake vines in society that you can cling to because um, ultimately you're going to be worshiping something. Um, what you worship is what you love. And so Jesus is kind of explaining here that cling to the true vine, cling to the thing that does give life, which is Jesus. Um, and then the other part, the cool part about this whole passage is the vine and the branch picture. Because like I said earlier, there's a lot of other vines you can attach to, but ultimately um, vine and a branch is demonstrates dependence on each other the need for constant connection is what enduring word says so i thought this was really cool and this is kind of why these set of verses are my favorite um because it just constantly reminds me of the dependence that i need to have on jesus uh obviously when you're not abiding in him when you're not close to the vine you're not going to grow you're not going to be near him and so that is a really really cool picture And then it goes on to, in verse 2, to talk about how um, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And um, fruit is an image for good results coming from the life of a believer. And so this is talking about um, if you're a believer in Christ, then the works of your life, the fruit from your life will demonstrate that. So I encourage you that if you aren't a believer... um, take that step and we'd love to talk to you about that and what that looks like then he goes and says that every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit so pruning is the process of removing things that aren't needed jesus prunes things out of our life in order that we may grow more um, that we may produce more fruit so these verses might seem like they kind of are all pretty similar, which is really cool because it really just um, emphasizes the fact that Jesus wants us to abide in him. It says it again, abide in me and I in you. Um, Jesus is, it later on goes to say that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. So we are in constant need of, of abiding in him. It's a vital relationship as an enduring word says. And, um, 
as it says abide in me it also says and i in you which is really cool because it shows that it's not just us abiding in jesus but jesus also comes and lives in our hearts and is with us when we accept him as our savior so i think that's really cool because it's not just like we have to stick to jesus but he ignores us no he's with us he's always with us so that is really really cool and it goes on to say in these verses that when you abide in jesus and he abides in you you're going to bear much fruit if you want to know if you're abiding in jesus look at the fruit that you're bearing in your life this is something that my church has said before and it has really caused me to look back and see like what am i doing in my days like what am i serving am i serving the lord am i serving myself and what is it that i am doing throughout my days what who am i working for i guess you could say am i working for myself or am i working for the lord i also love the part where it says without jesus we can do nothing um because this is a constant reminder and humbler for me that i cannot do anything anything without jesus like i said earlier constant dependence is something that i'm always learning and i'm always striving more for it's that wholehearted surrender concept that we talk about here our hearts surrendered so then after this part of the passage um it goes in and talks about love um and something that is really cool is that if we love jesus we will obey him and his commandments and when we are obedient because we love jesus we will be joyful joy is not the same as happiness joy doesn't is unwavering despite the circumstances so i think it's really cool that when we love Jesus and we are obeying him, we are joyful. And so this is something that is really interesting to me um, because oftentimes I think obedience can have a negative thing, but it should be a place out of joy and it brings us joy. Um, And I've seen this in my own life. When I serve others for the Lord, I am joyful. So I think that it's really cool. And then it goes to talk about love. And verse 13 is pretty popular. It says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. So love is um, the mark of a disciple of Jesus. Earlier in John 13, 35, um, Jesus says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So we are marked by love. Jesus also calls us his friends in this verse. Um, Jesus calls us his friends because he loves us. He says, it goes on and says, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends for all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So this part's really cool because Jesus came to the earth to uh, reveal the kingdom of God. And so he's saying, I've given you all the knowledge. I've given you everything that um, I know so that you can go and love other people. Then it goes into this part that makes me really emotional. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in the Father's name, he may give it to you. Guys, we did not choose Jesus. We were running in sin. Jesus saw us out and he constantly chose us. That's the message of the gospel. And Jesus is telling us this that he chose us so that we can go and bear fruit and that we can abide in him i think this is so cool and this brings me so much joy because this is the gospel which i said earlier but i mean it because it's so cool and it's good news for everyone jesus chose you then the passage wraps up by talking about he says these things i command you so that you will love one another jesus talks about abiding and staying close to the vine 
because he wants us to stay close to him, to learn from him so that we can love one another and we can go out in the world and love people. And so I encourage you guys to do a deeper dive on what I have shared with you today, but I hope that helps you and I hope that you learn more about John 15. And I would challenge you guys this week um, to remember that Jesus choose, chose you um, and that because of that, we can choose Jesus and we can choose to abide in him. I also encourage you to remember that every day we are in desperate need of Jesus. And I pray that you would remember that message throughout the week. Um, when you're having a really great day or a really bad day, you still need Jesus every single day. Uh, I hope this was encouraging to you. I encourage you to go read John 15. Go read other passages on your own. Now you know how I do it. Just break it up a little bit by a little bit and um, use resources that uh, that will help you to understand the word because uh, you don't have to do it on your own. Ask your friends if you want to do a Bible study. If you might be confused about something, ask your friends or ask us and we'll try to help you or try to research it on your own. If you want to look at resources online, that's great. I just encourage you to make sure that the resource you're looking at is reliable and also that uh, a great source that I have found is a study Bible. So those are some resources that I like. Oh, another so that's how I study the Bible. Something else that I've also found really helpful are the Gospel Project videos that go through book by book of the Bible and explain the book in about eight minutes, just kind of overall summary. I watch those. So those are some resources that I have found to be helpful. Uh, I would say the main thing about studying the Bible is just that you dive in and that you spend time with the Lord. So go and spend time with the Lord this week. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week.